What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 554th episode, the second episode of the Pokemon podcast. It's two, two of them. Uh, I'm your host, Steve, with me is Hannah. Happy Pokemon Day, at least today. It won't be when you hear this, but for now, happy Pokemon Day. I hope everyone's Pokemon Day was wonderful and that you enjoyed at least some of the announcements. You have to like at least one, right? <laughs> uh, Bobby also here. Hello. Uh, quite tired. Uh, 6 a.m. Not fun to wake up for anything, but <laughs> Pokemon Day, I'll do it. Yeah, you know, you wake up early for Christmas and Pokemon Day. You know, the two, you the two staples in life. <laughs> the question That's the time is, my meetings start every day, so I'm used to it. The question is, are your kids as excited for Pokemon Day as you are, Bobby, or as they are for Christmas? Um, they, well, my daughter's two, so n- not really excited. <laughs> uh, my son, yeah, I told him it was Pokemon Day today, and he he was excited about that for sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> All right, so here, here's here's the game plan. Uh, this is still we, we instead of giving you a ninety minute show on Monday, we're giving you two one hour shows broken in half. If you, the logistical reasons of why this is still five forty four and not five forty five fifty five is literally just ad purposes. <laughs> but hey, don't worry about that. You just got a new episode, so that's really great. There's a lot of stuff announced. Uh, we're gonna we're trying to keep this an hour, so we're gonna focus on the Scarlet and Violet DLC. I know there was Pokemon Sleep and some anime stuff and Unite and Masters and something else I'm probably forgetting. <laughs> the great thing about podcasts is there will be more. So whatever we don't get to this episode, we will talk about uh the next episode. Um and then for those asking, Greg will be back. He went to Disney, got sick. Had some life stuff happen. Totally cool. I gave him a new mixer, though, so I'm excited to see how fancy that is when he comes back. But uh, no worries. Pokemon Day. We're going to we're going to tackle the big announcement here. We're going to we're going to spend the next 55 minutes talking about a three minute trailer from a 22 minute trailer. So uh, today, this is the press release, by the way. Try to get through all of this today on Pokemon Day during a special Pokemon Presents video presentation that was streamed online to fans around the world. The Pokemon Company announced the hidden treasure of Area Zero. That's a mouthful of a DLC. New downloadable content for the blockbuster Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet video games. Global sales of the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet video games for the Nintendo Switch has surpassed 10 million combined units after the first three days worldwide uh, on November 18th. Uh, The highest grossing, the highest global sales of or any software on a Nintendo platform within that time frame. The hidden treasures of Air, the hidden treasure of Area 0 will take fans deeper into the world of Pokemon Scarlet or Pokemon Violet consisting of two different adventures. Both games get the same two adventures. I know that's confusing. We had the same confusion during Sword and Shield. The Pokemon company put an infographic on how to not purchase the wrong DLC this time around, but uh, two different adventures. Part one is called the the Teal Mask that will launch in fall of 2023. Don't worry, we'll bust out the calendars for you guys. And then part two, which is called the Indigo Disc, will release at a later date. Fans can purchase the hidden treasure uh, of Area Zero now on the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> so two DLCs, same as Sword and Shield. 
I believe we got June and October for yes. yeah. Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra. And no one is going to be able to convince me except for if a game freak dev speaks to me specifically. Nobody is going to, except for that, nobody is going to be able to convince me that the first one of these DLCs wasn't meant to be a summer DLC. Because that's a summer festival. The trailer opened into a summer Japanese countryside. This is like summer vacation kind of theme from anime. This was, as far as I can tell, intended to be a summer DLC. But it's coming out in the fall. I, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think... I agree that it was probably supposed to be June, July. But I don't... I'm not upset that they're like, we probably need more time. And we're not going to know why, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think we... I th I we kind of know why. I think we know why. <laughs> we kind of know why. But yeah, no, they, they almost definitely pushed this one back. This feels, like I said, like a summer vacation episode of an anime. Uh -huh. And it's based off of a old Japanese story that has been repeated for many, many years as are the Pokemon. A little bit of confusion here um, with, with release dates. Again, we'll bust out the calendar. Um, I'm reading the official press release. Uh, this is the same thing. they. This is the press release they emailed to outlets, you know, Cerebee, comicbook.com, IGN, et cetera, et cetera. Whether people want to report on those press releases is up to the website. Same press release here. They say uh, fall of 2023 for Teal Mask and a later date for Indigo Disc. This press release went out at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time this morning. But on Pokemon.com, the official Pokemon website, uh, <laughs> and I just read from official Pokemon release, the Teal Mask, they say, is stated for fall of 2023. Release date subject to change. And then Indigo Disc is related for winter of 2023. Subject mm -hmm. uh, to change. Right. Uh, that what it was in the announcement today too that like was what the, it was in the video as in well in the video in the video um and now the the third calendar is if you go to the eShop, the teal mask says december 31st or whatever 2023 and then the hidden treasure or in the indigo disc is like april 30th 2024 um last time i checked april of 2024 <laughs> is not the same as winter of 2023 uh it nope. might be april it, <laughs> there might be snow on the ground in april but that doesn't mean <laughs> that is winter because spring starts march 21st mm -hmm. there have been other examples of eShop dates being incorrect right yes yeah yeah i think eShop needs a placeholder of some sort mm -hmm. uh, makes sense so logistically, if we're, we're fall begins in October, correct? Or is it September? September 21st. September 21st. Yeah. And then winter begins December 21st. Mm -hmm. So that's a two week window in winter 2023 <laughs> for this game to come out. <laughs> there. Yeah. But. There's a difference yeah. between when it feels like winter and when it's actually technically winter. <laughs> yeah. If they're doing December, you have you have the 8th, the 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th. 
I don't see anything really wrong with the 22nd, which is the day after winter technically begins on the calendar. Um, that's right before Christmas. That's still pretty good marketing. That's still like people are getting the games like or I got an eShop gift card for Christmas. I want to get the DLC kind of thing. Oh, that's true because there's no physical. They eventually did a physical thing for Sword and Shield, didn't they? But that was quite yeah. a bit later. They um, had download cards for them, and I think they did physical release yeah. as well. I think the physical the release came a month later, though. Was it day of? I don't think it was day of. No, it wasn't no, day of. it wasn't, I'm which is why that close to Christmas wouldn't really affect. If they did, if they were going to do physical at some point, it would. It wouldn't probably wouldn't be day one. So, and then we have, um, you, you know, the 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 thing we should really look at should get like one of those bulletin boards and like all those like arrows and and strings is like we need to find the dates in October that are community day weekends and the dates <laughs> that are that are tournaments and that and is find the, where they intersect correct and that is the day the DLC will come out because they, as we <laughs> talked about before they love throwing everything on the same weekend mm -hmm. overall though I'm pretty okay with waiting um if they need more time, they need more time. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it might feel a little weird to have ELC and I don't know, as early as September and then have it again in, in December. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just, you know, something we haven't had before. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. Um, there's obviously other games coming out in the uh, right before summer. Zelda for one uh, that I think <laughs> will keep plenty of people busy, keep, keep me busy. Um, so I don't mind having the fall the fall release uh i think they've shown us over the last couple of years like moving things around a little bit like having legends arceus come out in january right like just moving things around and i think it was fine so it's another part of the year where we'll get the the first one i think that's totally fine uh i don't think it'll be i don't think it'll be so heavy that it would run into if they did like an end of december second dlc I don't think it would be like, oh, I'm not even done with part one. Uh, but that also could be helpful if they come out kind of closer together and get everybody already hyped up on the first one. The second one comes closer yeah. and then you're rolling right into the second one. Um, if the two are actually related at all. <laughs> well, just to get just to have people playing. I mean, not yeah. even like if they're related, but just what we were saying last time with uh, summer and then I guess it was fall last with sword and shield october but it just felt like crown tundra yeah and crown tundra for the end of october i just felt like there wasn't as much hype on the second one maybe this would be yeah. different if they're a little bit closer together but just further into the year if you don't put down the game for as long in between right right i would there is something for me uh this is just a personal thing there is something that pokemon like the weekend before thanksgiving just feels like the start of a holiday or something of like <laughs> so many Pokemon games just come out in middle of November and I just have so many memories or personal experiences of like you know I'm what when I had a traditional job of like hey I'm taking this weekend off and might as well just take the three days before Thanksgiving and have the whole week and do Pokemon and um, you see family or friends uh, and they're doing Pokemon and that's like the thing you talk about over the holidays and it was a little weird 
for Crown Tundra to be in October because it was still exciting. It was still fun. It was still great. But then that November came and it felt a little empty for me, at least. Again, I'm maybe other people can't relate. It could be November. That's still fall. Yeah. So still fall. Could, it could be a little bit further in. Uh, they, I guess if we're well, not going to go off any patterns, but the last time there was a fall release, it was October. So, I mean, if BDS. they want to stick with it, you know, end of October. Yeah. BDSP was way to do it. November still. Oh, right. But I mean, like for the DLC. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. For Count Tundra, it was end of October. So could could do it again for part one. I got a quote here. We are grateful that millions of trainers around the world have chosen to explore the expansive Paldea region, said Ishihara, president and CEO of the Pokemon Company. In the hidden treasure of Area Zero, fans will take a trip to the land of Kitakami, where they will meet new Pokemon and interesting characters. I sincerely hope trainers who embark on this journey will find the same excitement and joy uh, they experienced when they encountered their first Pokemon. Players can use their current save data from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet to continue their adventure. Uh, I'm just going to say the DLC because the hidden treasure of Area Zero is a mouthful. It's really long. Um, Hot take. It's kind of a bad name. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like The teal mask is short, sweet. Indigo disc, short, sweet. It's very, very long. What was was Legends Arceus's uh, DLC called? Like Daybreak? Was it just Daybreak? It was just Daybreak, yeah. That's Mm -hmm. good. That's a good one. That was nice short. The Daybreak update. (laughs) Never to see another update again. Well, it's okay. <laughs> uh, in this new downloadable content, players will leave the Paldera region uh, and they will head over to Kalos where they will discover that AZ... Oh, wait, no, that didn't actually happen. Um, they will leave the Paldera region, uh, the setting of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. In part <laughs> one, the Teal Mask will be a school trip that they will take to the land of Kitakami uh, where they will be joining an outdoor study program held jointly between the academy and another school in part two the indigo disc players will be traveling to the blueberry academy a sister school of their own academy as exchange students while this tale is split into two parts they link together to tell a connected story Uh, so i think the takeaway there that hannah mentioned a bit earlier is there was no connection between the isle of armor and the crown tundra not that not that I remember, at least correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, not really. No. <laughs> Nothing at all. But in this case, it sounds like there might be. I think somebody mentioned this um during my live stream, uh but when you take the Elite 4 quiz and that she she asks what school you're from, one of the answers is Blueberry, I believe. Yep, it is. Mm, nice. For some reason, not translated into Spanish, but it's there. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Blueberry in Spanish is not just blueberry, right? It has to be. Yeah, no, it's a different word. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's, my Spanish pronunciation is bad. It's arandano. Learning Japanese ruined my Spanish pronunciation. Mm, Okay. (laughs) In the trailer... I, th- I think Blueberry. I think the theming of uh, <laughs> Kitakami is is very obvious, and I want to go more into that. But in the trailer, the Indigo Disc looks like it's an underwater school. Yes, yep. and it is. That's what awesome. it says. Yeah, I'm very much into that. There's one thing I've been diving into a lot of the lore <laughs> hypotheses. 
that people are having around these games because the lore interests me. And one thing that people have pointed out is that the um, behind-the-scenes name for these games, while they were in development, was Atlantis. And I am very curious if this Blueberry school plays into that, mm. being an underwater school and all of that. Yeah. I, I mean, there are like, what, 400 fish Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet <laughs> as well, right? So Finally. <laughs> I can Good see Kenyon close up underwater. <laughs> what I've been waiting for. All right, here we go. In part one, the teal mask players will choose. Uh, players will be chosen to take part in a school trip that is held each year in collaboration with another school. They will be taken to the land of Kitakami, where great mountains tower over the land. I'm sorry. There's a lot of repeating. It's a press release. What do you? What, that's just the nature of them. In the land of Kitakami, where there are great mountains towering over land and people who live at its base. It's place of tranquil, natural, black and white confirmed tranquil, uh, natural expanses featuring rice paddies and apple orchards. The trip seems to coincide with a festival held regularly in the village in Kitakami during the season. So the village is bustling with, or or they could be bussing, with various streets, vendors, and stalls. Players will meet new friends and Pokemon as they unravel mystery behind the folktales that have been passed down in the land. Okay. First question here. So they're talking about the fact that we're leaving the Paldea region, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So are we thinking that this is like a different region entirely? That's like what it sounds like. A new region? Isn't this just like Isle of Armor was just an island we went to? <laughs> yeah, but it was still yes. in Galar. Yeah. Like they, let it, they, they make it a point closer. to say that you're leaving the Paldea region to I mean, go is, to this place. Yeah. I, 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 isn't something like, gosh, I read somewhere, there was so much on Twitter and social media today that like, and I've, I'm running on like three hours of sleep. I read something where everything pointed that this would be north of Paldea. So I don't know if that's north on an island. I don't know if that's in that little grayed out area where everyone thought Kalos was. I don't know if it's in Paldea, but it's just the thing that Galar did, which was just like, pick up and fly over to yeah. uh, the crown, not the crown tundra, sorry, the, um, the Isle of Armor. I feel like they, I just feel like they wouldn't have made it a point to say you're leaving Paldea. I agree. Yeah, it the, does say the step way I'd been out reading of the it region. Is that it's a completely different region and it feels much closer to the first few Japan themed regions from the first few generations. Kanto coming back. Oh, you think we're going like... <laughs> All the way over. All the way over. Well, this is a very um, Japanese thing. Mm-hmm. Like culturally. Every second of that trailer. Yes. A million percent. <laughs> so it, even down to like the folklore is very yokai, yokai uh, based. I almost said yokai watch. Yokai watch is an ex- like yokai. Uh, but like I got, I, I think thematically, in a million years, I would have never asked for this, right? Like, I would have never been like, well, somebody would be like, Steve, where do, we, where do you want to go in a Pokemon game? And I would have been like, I don't know, like Australia, because we've never been there. Uh, I, the Egypt, because pyramids. Are, like, I couldn't think of a place. But if somebody was like, well, we want to go to a Japanese forest during a summer festival with fireworks, and we're going to focus on this kind of folklore, and there's going to be, like, stands of, like, food and, like, all of, like, people coming out, like... 
thematically, that is so interesting to me. I'm so into it. Like, I want to book a trip to Japan right now. I know it's not summer, but like, point me to the direction of a forest with fireworks. I want to be there. <laughs> I mean, Pokemon Worlds is coming up. <laughs> yeah, there's your chance. <laughs> but I don't know. To me, this felt more like a filler episode. Wow. And that's that's the feeling what? I got from it. I wasn't I thought, as excited about what? it because I'm, I, when I'm I was really watching this, interested. I was like, oh, Hannah's gonna come on the show. She's gonna be like, this is tight. <laughs> this is what I want. I think it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong on that. I think it's beautiful. I think it's neat. But I'm really invested in the story that we've been learning about in Paldea, and this has seemed completely divorced from that. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. According to the press release, it might not be completely separate from it, but. What we've been given out of the press release so far, I'm not seeing any hints of anything from Paldea there other than the name of the hidden treasure of Area Zero. Okay, there are new Pokemon. We'll get to that. I just want to finish this press release. We got one more paragraph here. Now, it does, now I did say in part one, the teal mask will take players to a school. There is no in part two. Uh, at least in the press release, they don't go into part two. Which was very similar, honestly, with the marketing of, from what I remember, the DLC of Sword and Shield. They like really went in on the Olive Armor, and they were like, "We're not going to tell you anything about the Crown Tundra." Mm -hmm. um, but when the trailer for the Crown Tundra was released, it was a big deal because we knew nothing about it. Yeah, right. So it says in part one, the Teal Mask, and in part two, the Indigo Disc. Players will be able to encounter two hundred over two hundred thirty. So that means like two thirty one. Over 231 familiar Pokemon that have been living in other regions, but not have appeared in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, your boy Dugong is back. To the four people out there that was like, man, I miss Dugong. He's here. He's coming back. Also, Akrami is coming back. That's actually probably the most exciting one on the list. Um, uh, this includes Pokemon that players will be able to bring to their games via Pokemon Home or those that received in trades. Players will encounter new legendary Pokemon. Ogre Pond in part one, the teal mask, and Terrapagos, I probably said that wrong, in part two, the indigo disc, in part one, the teal mask, three Pokemon named Okidogi, Monkey Dory, and uh, Fezendipity? Well, yeah. uh, I had to think about that one because it's Pheasant <laughs> and Serendipity. Serendipity. Um, these Pokemon are incredible. I'm instantly in love with all three of them. I'm just going to say that. They are beloved by the people of the village. They're beloved by me and the people of the village. Uh, as heroes, they protect the land of Kitakami in the past. Stone statues were made in their likeness to express people's gratitude. Players who purchase the hidden treasure of Area Zero by October 31st. Well, here's another thing to put on the calendar. You know, try to point the arrows. Will be given a special serial code for a Hisuian Zoroark with three special features. The Zoroark will know the move Happy Hour. Um, it will also know Terror Blast, Bitter Malice, Nasty Plot. It will have the Charismic Mark, and it uh, will be Dark Terror Type. Also, it doesn't say here. I don't know why they never advertise this. It'll be, it's in a Cherish Ball, um, for those that care about that. If you pre-order before October 31st, you will get a code for the Zorark. The code expires in February of 2024. So, I already did this. I tested it. I paid with my own money. Um, when you go through the eShop, it gives you the code right when you are done that you get a mystery gift if you somehow x out of that or don't screenshot it 
um, it emails you the code as well. So that is uh, that's the press release. There's more stuff on the website, but I was wondering about since we were just uh, just noticed what they were saying about um, uh, that they protected the land of Kitakami in the past, and then they were talking about how it's the that story is about traditional things passed down and all of that just gives me that very like scarlet past feel and then oh a school in the middle of the ocean underwater gives me a very future future violet okay. feel i didn't think about that yeah i can see that so i wonder if if there's gonna play on that at all it kind of feels like they could i mean straight up there's not gonna be well i other than the fact that atlantis was a historical thing but um, it just just from that trailer, the the school and everything that for the little bit that they showed, definitely seemed more futuristic, more modern uh, mm-hmm. than the other part. Also, uh, that Pokemon, what was his name? T- Terrapagos, I'm assuming, like Galapagos. Yeah, and yeah like, like Galapagos Islands, right? right? Like that's a place, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> um, is Definitely my favorite Pokemon in this region at this point. That, that Pokemon is awesome. It I, is surprisingly cute. Yeah, it is. It's really cute. It's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I I want, you know those doors that have one window just in the middle and that's a round window? I want mm-hmm. to have a door with a window that is b- based off of its shell. Oh, that, yeah. Yes. And then you want all the Terra symbols in yes. the window? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What if they add like a new type? What if they add sound type in the future? Then the turtles, then the turtles useless. Yep, he can't, he can't do the, it all. That's yeah. the big thing with this Pokemon. It feels like they're kind of setting it in stone from here on, and that's kind of kind of scary. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, so off off the website, um, it says the teal mask. Step out of the Paldea region as you take a trip to the land of Kitakami. You will meet new people and Pokemon while unraveling the mystery of an area's folktale. Um, the teal mask is stated for fall. And then Indigo Disc, we do get a little bit more info here. The story continues uh, as you become an exchange student in the Blueberry Academy. Most of the school is located under the ocean. And the curriculum emphasizes Pokemon battling. And that is mm-hmm. stated for winter of 2023. They're finally going to teach us how to do raids in Pokemon. Finally. No, they're not. It's about time. <laughs> what? It gives off a very Battle Tower vibe. Yeah, I wonder if this is uh, flipped. Uh, because they, they, they have enough for... I guess I'm speculating a lot, and I apologize. Um, but in most like third versions, we, we get everything that we're missing. Well... We used to get everything. Now the national decks exists or is cut. So, but legendary wise, we do right. So, like at the end of um, in Omega Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, all the legends are there, right? They made a big deal about that. Um, and there's no coincidence that Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire sold incredibly well for a remake. It sold very very well. And then um, in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, all the legends are there. And then in the Crown Tundra for Sword and Shield, so ultimately like three main series games in a row. Uh, that added all the legends. Um, and competitively wise, uh, competitive wise, uh, usually the final stages of competitive are legends, right? Like Landorus is now available, Cresselia is now available, Heatran. 
is now available. Zacian, like they nerfed Zacian, right? Like Zacian's not in the game. And before the game came out, they nerfed it. They nerfed how its ability works. It does like 20 less damage. I mean, it's still an incredible amount of damage. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Zacian is still an incredible Pokemon. It, it, it's almost safe to say that like all the legends will come back in the second DLC. And if that is battle heavy, it's, it's almost like they flipped the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Like mm-hmm. Isle of Armor was pretty battle heavy um, comparative to the Crown Tundra, which was more like story uh, with the horses. And then like, mm-hmm. here's raids that you can do. Oh, and the, the story with the birds too, right? Like there's the horses, the birds, I guess technically the Reggie's. Like, they did all of these legendary stories and then the raids, which Isle of Armor was, here's Urshifu, an incredible, like, a Pokemon designed for competitive, a Pokemon purely in the sense of, like, we're sick of people protecting, Urshifu gets around that. We're sick of people light screening and reflecting, great, it's move always crits, it gets around that. Like, it's such a menace competitively, and both were very good. And then on top of that, Isle of Armor was like, here's... The vending machines for Carbos and Iron, and here's the mints, and here's like that game is that 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 DLC is very competitive in the grand scheme of things. Um, so I just wonder because they just mention the school emphasizes battling, that to me screw, like leans into what the Isle of Armor was kind of trying to do a little bit. A little and, bit. you know, a little battle bit. tower stuff. You know, people <laughs> like battle towers. Yeah, I think yeah. it'll be much more connected to the story just based on uh, the Pokemon. I can't remember how to say its name. Terrapagos? Terrapagos, yeah. Yeah, just based on that, it feels like it'll be very much connected to the story, uh, which Isle of Armor kind of wasn't. But that doesn't mean that they can't I also I mean, Isle make of Armor, like, you learned that Master, gosh, what is his name? Mustard? Yeah. Was the one that trained Leon. Yeah, there is that. There, there was some, some character backstory. There's there a little bit, yeah. <laughs> there Sword is, and Shield is. altogether didn't have that, that strong a story to begin with. <laughs> what so, are you talking about? Every didn't. question was answered in that story. I have I recently no gone back and watched about. videos summarizing the story because I had to go back and make sure that I didn't miss anything. <laughs> it makes so much sense. No. It still doesn't make sense why Leon's one of his traits is he just gets lost. <laughs> I mean, he at least has a character trait. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting lost, before we talk about these new Pokemon, let's take a quick break. <laughs> and when we come back, or there's a bunch of new Pokemon to talk about and some other stuff in the trailer we haven't gone over. Um, so we will be uh, right back. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows and movies from you based on your location and then has the nerve to increase their prices on you. That's right, they've just raised their prices once again. Now you could just cancel your subscription in protest, or you could be smart about it and make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN like I do. You might not know that what's on Netflix in your country is completely different from someone in the UK or Japan has on theirs. Using ExpressVPN, I can control which country I want Netflix to think I'm in. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time I run out of stuff to watch, I just switch to another country to unlock new shows. So stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. 
Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Don't forget to use our link and you can get three extra free months of ExpressVPN. That is expressvpn.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. expressvpn.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. This podcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey searches for the internet's best coupons so you don't have to. Look, I've heard about Honey for a long time and they were like, "Hey, we want to want to do some ads." And I was like, "All right. Let me let me let me let me give it a little test drive here. Let me let me see what's up." I was like, "I'm going to give it the super hard test drive. We're not going down the street. We're going down the highway." So I was like, "Let me see how well it works on my iPad." And holy cow blown away about how easy it was that the little safari was like here's honey and i was like okay and then i was like let's buy something and i was like i need a new pair of crocs this is this is this is the test drive and we went to crocs uh, added some pokemon gibbets this is a real story i'm not making this is a real i've I've added crocs (laughs) and pokemon gibbets and then i got the checkout and then honey popped up and it was like we found five coupons we're gonna try it i was like do it to do your magic and then it was the first coupon it was like 10% off I was like okay pretty good $10 off and I was like oh very good and then all of a sudden it was like $20 off and I was like this is great (laughs) I didn't do anything and it got me $20 off my Crocs and Jimmy's I've heard of honey being used by people for years and years I knew a lot of people in college who were college students who needed to budget and used honey a whole lot for their online shopping Used it through then, and it's still going now. Pretty much, as far as I can tell, a long-lasting, well-integrated service. I am, I am that person though that when I get anytime like a website has like coupon code, <laughs> I'm, I like Google to see if there is coupon, and then I like copy and paste. And same. Yep. Absolutely. Every but time. like, if everybody you are, should. Yeah, 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 totally. But if you're that person that does that, like, Honey is going to do it for you. This just, makes it easier. Just gonna, Honey makes it easier. Get started by going to joinhoney.com slash pkmncast and you get started for free and it's been for, like then charge just it just works you just plug it in good good to go joinhoney.com slash pkmncast and we are back from our break i felt like no one was talking about this uh it's right on the website the expansion will bring over 230 familiar Pokemon that has not appeared in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We see uh, in the picture, we see Milotic, Yanma, uh, Vikavolt, Ninetales, Shiftery, uh, the Chimeco line, Alcremi, Zebstrika. I think a lot of people are excited for Zebstrika, uh, Esper, Metagross, Whimsicott, and everyone's favorite, Dugong. Okay, you know what? My, that is actually one of my son's favorite Pokemon. So <laughs> Don't talk too was, badly about it then. No, it, I don't even think he knew what Dugong was like a week ago, but I had some stickers from uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back, the, the new one, Evolu- whatever it was called, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution mm, or something yeah. like that. Uh, and he saw it. He was like, oh, what's this Pokemon? I was like, that's Dugong. He was like, yes, all about <laughs> Dugong all of a sudden. Like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. I, love uh, that I mean, his favorite son. Pokemon is Poplio, so he likes. Oh, interesting! The, interesting. Like, the sea lion seal yeah. style of. We actually have a lot of seals like twenty minutes away from us that you can go check out all the time. 
You think if you tell your son about the Japanese people being upset that Dugong was in the trailer that advertised for Sword and Shield, and they then they got mad that it was false advertising, do you think your son would be like, yeah, false advertising? I love Dugong. He'd be like, what's advertising? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we live in America. You can explain that explain that pretty easily. Yeah, I'd be like, I see everything that's out out there. That's advertising. Yeah, so 230 Pokemon. Uh, I think legendaries take up about 60 of that, assuming legendaries are coming back. That's like a big chunk of Pokemon. That was part personal reason why I didn't love Crown Tundra as much of Isle of Armor is like it was so legendary heavy. That, that, that like, was most of the Pokemon that were in right, there. right, <laughs> yep. yep. Whereas Isle of Armor felt like so many new Pokemon as you were like going through the swamps and the water and the forests, and then Crown Tundra was like, oh yeah, saw you saw you already. Like, good to see you again. Here you just are. Just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. Isle of Armor, better than Crown Tundra. <laughs> I just, I, Very I, debatable. <laughs> I liked it more. But I don't that's not the opinion I normally hear. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. The Crown Tundra brings people back. Yeah. So 230 Pokemon. That now the to be fair, they're saying 230 familiar Pokemon. We have no clue how many new Pokemon there are going to be. Uh we saw a handful of new Pokemon today. Uh they started off with um you know the uh two legends. I think they're they called them legends of the turtle and then gosh what what is the Majora's Mask Skull Kid? Can't what what was their name? Ogre? Oh, the ogre, and, yeah. Oh, oh, oh something <laughs> pun. Ogre yeah. pun? I think. N- no, I don't Maybe. think that's it. What? I think that was it. No, it is, is it ogre, ogre pun. Yeah, ogre pun. Yeah. Ogre pun? Why did I think there was an M in there? Okay, never mind. Ogre and pun. And Terapagos. Terapagos, yes. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. Yes, they do say legendary Pokemon. The new legendary Pokemon, ogre pun, and then Terapagos. Terrapagos. Like terrestrialization. I can't say that word. You already lost me there. (laughs) You can say Terra types. So Terra, like Terra types. And then Pagos, like Galapagos. Like Galapagos. Yeah. I don't even know where the Galapagos Islands are. You don't need to know where the Galapagos (laughs) Islands are. (laughs) Are they near Spain? Galapagos. Those things are not not connected. (laughs) 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 Breathe. Breathe. We'll get through this episode. We get. To, we'll talk about those in a second. Okie doggy, monkey Dory. Fascinity. There you yes. go. You got they're it. So good. They're, they're <laughs> such good Pokemon. They are. <laughs> their names are great. I'm interested in what seems to be their alternate forms, which is the masks that you can see in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, there's there there's there's for sure they 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 also scream folklore. They do scream very much like the the folklore themes that they are reaching for in this in this DLC and I'm I'm here for it. I I I can't get over how good they are. They're so good. <laughs> but I guess we don't know if they're legendary. Usually a trio of new Pokémon is a le- legendary trio. I've never it could has be. It ever like, been a trio that isn't legendary when they're 
Yeah, like Jolteon, this would be... Vaporeon, Flareon okay. is the first well, one that comes well, to mind. Okay, well, questionable <laughs> what those are. I'd call those legendary myself. But I would put... So going back to competitive stuff, right? Like you have box legends um, that are normally banned, and then you have the sub legends, which for an average Pokemon player, you wouldn't really know that, right? Because that's like the coding stuff. But like usually all sub legends are, are allowed uh, once legends are allowed in. Um, and just because a Pokemon's legendary doesn't mean it's particularly good. Like you can look at like Savala is naturally like a, a pretty bad legendary competitive Pokemon. Um, but it would be it would make sense that these are legends in a way comparable to like Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres or Raikou, Entei, Suicune. And but to wrap up tr- the turtle um, and uh, Ogre Pond would be on the level of uh, a Kyogre or a Groudon or a Calyrex uh, or a Zacian where they're not allowed in this format because they're not because they're technically box legends. And if they were to be allowed, you're usually the rules are you're only allowed two box legends. So that's why in the end of Scarlet and Violet, the winning team ended up being Kyogre Zacian. Now, there could have been other legends on the team. But Kyogre Zashin were the two box legends. My only worry is Ogre Pond is Grass Dark. And I hope it's not. <laughs> because Grass Dark is one of the worst typings ever. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it's come in handy for some Pokemon here and there. And with terrestrialization, it's not as bad. Sure, that's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> very true. <laughs> I, I, I don't care about Ogre Pond at this point. Maybe that will change when I see it in motion or I, I see what's happening. There was some piece of artwork, I think, from the press release that looked a little better. It's also on the official website. The The piece of art they showed in the trailer was kind of off-center and confusing to look at. The mm-hmm. one that's on the website, actually, you can tell, looks more like a Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, clearly there's something to do with its mask. Um, I'm curious if it can put on different masks, um, kind of like how Genesect can put in different drives. I don't know if people know this about Genesect, that there, there, there are different drives you can put into it. Uh, so Valai and Arceus, obviously there's different discs you can put in, Kyogre, Groudon. Um, they have different orbs, uh, Giratina too, Palkia, Dialga, I guess technically. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't surprise me if the thing with the mask, which gives Majora's Max vibes, has multiple masks um especially because that trailer opens up with masks you see a variety of masks hanging on the um which again is another part of those festivals of you know masks balloons food fireworks that kind of stuff again thematically they're killing it seems like thematically seems great yeah (laughs) thematically it is very tied together on its own (laughs) I'll keep saying that. I'll keep saying <laughs> yeah, that like, until very... they prove that it's connected to anything else. <laughs> but we, but, but Hannah, you think the, uh, you think these three folklore mons are changing? They're they're going to look like something else. Well, the masks that you are are referring to from the beginning of the trailer did not look like them, but they were also clearly a dog, a monkey, and a bird mask. Yeah. So I am pretty certain those are all the same Pokemon. It seems like the three 
trio of Pokemon that we have here are going to transform into something a little bit more superhero-y, at least is what the masks look like. Mm-hmm. Very Power Rangers. A little, little Power Rangers up in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> little Tommy. Little Jason. I don't remember any other Power, power Ranger <laughs> names. Tommy, Jason. Billy. Billy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Billy. Zach. Zach. Kimberly. And Trini, right? Trini and you actually Kimberly. have them down. Wow. That was the Power Rangers. Oh, I loved the Power Rangers. Speaking of things that didn't look exactly like we were told, um, we talked about this a couple episodes ago that there was um, legendary Pokemon that were paradoxed. Uh, I, I didn't really consider that a spoiler, even though it was leaked very early on. But um, you can walk into the school and you can find those books and you can see those <laughs> pictures. Uh, whether or not people did that, <laughs> up to you. Um, but if you did do that, if you did see those pictures, or whether that was online, on Twitter, or in the game, in the books, you saw what looked like a sweet coon and maybe an Entei and maybe a Raikou, all kind of in like this beast form. Uh, and obviously that was uh, the ancient form for Violet. And then the other book page... Scarlet. Scar- Scarlet, thank you. <laughs> and then the other book page had um, what looked to be Verizian, but with a little bit of Cobalion and a little bit of Terrakian, and that was the Violet, and that looked to be the future. It was obvious that, like, okay, when are these Pokemon going to show up? Are they going to show up in the DLC? They showed up today uh, in five-star raids, so they're level 75. Not too tough. Um, it's just, you know, people not understand, you know, just people being like, oh, these are new Pokemon. I'm not sure what its types are. I'm not sure what its moves are. Right. You know, and once people take a day or two to figure that, that out, it'll be fine. So you only catch one. They're in the game today. Um, they don't have Pokedex numbers yet. This is very, very similar to uh, when Slowpoke appeared in the Sword and Shield. Hmm. I would say this is a little more exciting than a Slowpoke, but, you know, maybe some Slowpoke fan out there, maybe over the moon. <laughs> uh, that being said. These Pokemon don't look like what they were drawn as in the book. They yeah, look, they are not the same Pokemon. They are very different. Um, <laughs> but to make a point, neither do the Great Tusk and the Violet One. Yes. Those drawings are also different from the ultimate Pokemon that they turned out to be. Not as different. Right. There aren't as big changes that we can point out, but the drawings are different from the actual Pokemon. which. Means there's something going on there. Right. Especially so? with these or ones that we just could got. It, could it just be people like aren't great at <laughs> or drawing what they <laughs> what they saw? Well, I mean, yes. uh, what was it? You know, like these books are coming from like these drawings and things are from the future and from the past, technically. Right. So. Right. The interesting like, thing. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I can't speak to this because I haven't dove down that lore hole uh, deep enough, but <laughs> there is conflicts in from from what I remember. And I'm super sorry. I'm sure somebody on YouTube or in Slack or in Discord, they'll they'll have like the paragraph of, of what it what I'm going to say and be slightly wrong off. But somewhere in the game, it it kind of points out that. The person who wrote about Iron Tusk or, or Iron Treads or Great Tusk, they wrote about it before the time machine yes, was Arvin, even there. Arvin mentions that after you complete the main storyline and finish battling in the tournament. Oh, it's after the tournament. Yeah. 
Okay, that's what that's what I would. Because when I, when I was doing by. tournament, I was skipping through dialogue because I was like, <laughs> I need I need six star raids now. <laughs> yeah, it's right after that, or at least it was for me. It could also potentially be just after you've progressed through all of their friendship levels, mm-hmm. because it's the end of Arvin's story that Arvin is standing there by the Scarlet Book or the Violet Book, and you go up to him and he makes this comment of, you know, this doesn't really make sense that my parent was inspired by this book but the things in this book came from the machine that my parent made and so there's there's a disconnect there there's something happening that's what i'm very curious about but the trio legendaries that are in there also in particular the suicune ente raiku one just especially didn't make sense because Suicune, Entei, and Raikou were reincarnated by Ho-Oh 250 years ago. 250-ish years ago. So them being all smashed into one combined form <laughs> however long ago right. doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. And the, the, the picture that you see in the game is a beast on four legs with Mm -hmm. one tail and like yes it has the suicune crown and yes it has a huge mane and yes walking wake which is the suicune pokemon is on two legs with tiny arms and it does have a huge mane but it is not nearly the same mane as what's in the picture and it has two tails like a chimera it's like the Verizian one, you'd be like, ah, yeah, the the artist, you know, maybe saw him slightly and like didn't get it all in. Um, even though, like, again, side by side, like the the drawing is like thick legs, thick antlers, and to me, it always looked as all three of them for each trio squished mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is clearly just Suicune, and this is clearly just Verizian. Yes, and they look cool. They look great. (laughs) They're just not what the picture has been for the last three months. I think there's a question of whether whether the drawing came after... No, I'm not going to say that right. Never mind. I'm not going to work that out. (laughs) Even if it was like they never saw him or they made it up. Exactly. No, the book says that this is a theoretical picture. It's one... The book says, I believe... That these pictures are, are are Pokemon that could have been, but hmm. not ones they necessarily saw. It never even hints to them being Pokemon they necessarily saw. Whereas I think that it does for the other. Okay, Pokemon. This, this gives me like vibes of not in exactly the same way, but like Legends Arceus, where like these two groups know the Great Sinnoh and they see they see them differently, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then in the end, you know, like how that all plays out that just feels very much like that this is what we think this could look like this is what we and then i don't know those pictures having combination you're like oh okay we've narrowed it down to like a potential three pokemon it kind of looks like and then they come out here and it's like oh it's one single pokemon i don't know i, I i'm not saying there's not more like it, looking at the pictures yeah they're my, they're very different from what we see what we're seeing today but it just feels very much like someone who was taking a guess at what these would look like. And so they combined a bunch of stuff together. And then what it actually looked like wasn't exactly like, you know, 
it's like they hyped up it's like they did what everybody they hyped up something and then when it came out i was like oh this isn't as as awesome as we thought it was gonna be when we all hyped it up ourselves i i think i think i struggle to um to talk anything in regards of ogre pond because uh, even though he his mask has like a terra thing on the top uh and he seems to be related to the the three folklore things it it does the the existence of that not being in Paldea, like Hannah mentioned earlier, still doesn't line up. Whereas if you look at the turtle, it has every Terra thing on its back, and it is clearly the thing that they were talking about that was blacked out in the book. It's a disc. It's covered in hexagons. Yeah, <laughs> his name is Terra. His name starts with Terra. <laughs> like like the turtle is the thing causing the problem. In Area Zero, it's the thing eating the lab, or something is causing it to to the absorb. The turtle is related to whatever is happening, right? Whereas <laughs> Ogre Pond is like, we don't know what's happening there at all, and I'm sure. Well, I'm sure a Pokemon will make a story. I'm sure a Pokemon story will make sense. It's not a true statement. All of us have played <laughs> X and Y. None of that made sense. Uh, but in this case, at least the turtle is making sense. In the fact that the disc is being corrupted, something to do with the time machine. We know where the cells are coming from. We know probably where the Terra is coming from. It's it's probably there's something to do with this turtle. Uh, so in that regards, the turtle is cool, and it's really hard to gauge from this picture. Is 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 this turtle Tortuga size, or is this turtle? <laughs> Eternatus size, like because <laughs> when you see it in the book, you definitely expect it to be giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is a thing Pokemon loves to do. They love to give you a giant Pokemon, and then when you catch it, it is no longer mm-hmm. giant Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could have an alternate form or something like that for sure. Right, we yeah. will never get right. hand form Eternatus or whatever again. <laughs> right, right. Oh, this this reminds me of. Uh, after in legends after you catch arceus and then you go and it's like in your pasture <laughs> like, this pokemon you that's like this mythical started the universe pokemon's just chilling in a pasture now next to like a weasel <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's a big weasel gotta be i think this is this is this is probably the thing we'll we'll, we'll end on um and again obviously they'll you know there'll be more episodes coming and we can talk about everything else you know that we missed. Um, but I think I want the, the end on is kind of like th- we can put the Kalos rumors to bed at this point, right? Unless, I don't know, uh, the, the Japanese festival that we're going to is somewhere in Kalos and not in Japan. <laughs> I but think like, there's no rumors are getting put to bed <laughs> to rest until we're on Gen 10 <laughs> and Scarlet yeah, Violet is, is in the past, honestly. But the the thing that is like, for as much as people want to go back to Kalos, and there's a bunch of reasons why, right? And there's a bunch of you know, I don't, know, I would say reaching, uh, I would say people like just trying to put two and two together. You know, there was well, AZ is Area Zero. It's like, eh, it's just kind of stretch. <laughs> uh, the giant crater could have been caused by the cannon from Kalos. Well, you know, that also doesn't make sense because, like, if you just went to school and you read the books, like, the crater isn't that old. The canon is really, or the, the, the crater is older than the canon. 
I think they're around the same age, actually. Oh, I don't oh, no. think they're. Don't start this. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're they're not. They're not the same. No, I know this. There's. They're not. They're not close. Stop this. They're not close. Um, there was like Glamora looks like the flower cannon. Like I don't know, Glamora looks like a flower. The flower cannon looks like a flower. Um. There's like, oh, there's a trainer with a Noibat next to the area that seems like that's Kalos. And there's another trainer with a Gudra. There's another trainer with a some other Gen 6 Pokemon. Okay, I can correct myself. The treasure hunt was 2,000 years ago. The crystal from X and Y was 3,000 years ago. So the crater is probably older. Yes. I think one of the history teachers does tell you the crater's age, but I don't, I don't remember it. And then when no, the, the runes... She of- doesn't. I have all my notes up. I have all my class notes pulled up. <laughs> yeah, you got your notes. <laughs> you know? And then the the treasures of ruin. Those are they came like what, like two hundred years ago or something. The treasures of ruin. I don't think those had a. No, they must have. Mm, all my class notes are not as organized as I want them to be. This is why you're failing, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> getting getting no perfect attendance. Getting kicked out of class. Uh, the other thing was like cells, right? We have a cell problem that's taking over. There's a Pokemon in Kalos that is cell-based. Its name is Zygarde. Zygarde can change forms. He could be a dog. He can be a Power Ranger. He can be a snake. Maybe he could be a turtle. I don't think Zygarde could be a turtle. Because now we see the turtle, and we know the turtle is not Zygarde. And Zygarde was based off of Loki, and I don't think Loki turns into a turtle. Yeah. And this this was, you know... <laughs> With all, with everyone stretching and trying to figure out who is like, you know, how this is connected to Kalos, it always just dumbfounded me of like, number one, why Kalos was already shafted and didn't get a Z, didn't get a finished story. Like Zygarde cells got moved into Sudden Moon and they didn't even do that well in Sudden Moon. Why would you want it added on to a new region for it to not like fully breathe again? Number two, there are so many unanswered questions in Paldea. Why would they just abandon that to go back to Kalos, which already had a terrible story? <laughs> Numbers, all the answers are there in Kalos. <laughs> <laughs> They're all there. Number three, you these people are giving Game Freak way too much credit to go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When we made Gen 6, we were prepping for Gen 9. Like, what? In what universe do you think they were prepping this far ahead? Like, just nothing lined up. There could be a third DLC, I guess. There could be a Cal- yeah, Look, there could be there could be a lot of stuff. Uh, but at least what we're getting this year doesn't seem to be... Uh, us going to Lumio City anytime soon. No. Now, with the second DLC being in the water, could we see an Echo the Dolphin crossover? Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that's why I like the second DLC got so much it. more. It's got that setting. Do you think IGN is going to say too much water on your way to? Undoubtedly. The blueberry? <laughs> um, also, I was thinking maybe it's Blueberry Academy. Because it's not Paldea, so it's not Spanish. Like no, it's they not said that made- that school is. is in your district. 
Oh, it's that one is in your district? Yes. They, yeah. they specifically say this school student? is in your district, but the other school is outside of Paldea. And you're a foreign exchange student. The Blueberry Academy is the one that's the, that you're going to, though, right? You're the foreign exchange student at the Blueberry Academy. I think you're a foreign exchange student to both. Oh, I thought you were a foreign mm-hmm. exchange student at Blueberry Academy, which was why I was thinking it's not in Spanish because it's a different region. Um, so the Blueberry Academy is your academy's sister school and you are traveling there as an exchange student. Sister schools can be in different countries. And it does say exchange student. So, yeah, so I was thinking yeah, maybe that might be why that's why it's Blueberry. not in Spanish. Does it's it say not. exchange student for the yep. other festival too? Uh, no, that's just festival, a school trip. No. That's oh, just yeah, that's just a school trip. trip. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. That's like a little vacation. That's where you got to get your permission slips. My yeah. parents never signed my permission slip. I didn't Aww. go on a lot of school trips. There was a $10 fee to go to the zoo. Guess you're not going to the zoo. Aw. Right, sorry to hear. <laughs> we have a zoo here. If you want to come to San Diego, I can take you to the zoo. I've been to that zoo. It's, very it's nice. also like $80 to get to that zoo. I have passes. I can get you. We can go. <laughs> Overall, uh, I don't know. Final take. How excited on, uh, on a scale of... Uh, you know, one to Pikachu are we for, for this DLC? <laughs> for the first one of five, I still feel like it's uh I still feel like it's a filler episode. Nothing's convinced me otherwise yet. So I'm not as excited for the first one. For the second one, uh, I don't know. If I it has Battle Tower vibes, which makes me think there might not be as much story, but also it has the Pokemon that has to do with the story. So <laughs> I'm expecting answers there, <laughs> and I want it now. <laughs> so that one's Pikachu level. Okay, all right. Yeah, I would say I would say same. I'm not as excited for the first one, uh, but I am excited for both of them. Uh, Pikachu for the second one, or Echo the Dolphin level for the second one, <laughs> if it's me, uh, just makes sense. <laughs> the first one is pretty. It's it yeah, seems very well themed. It looks like it will be enjoyable, but it. I am not convinced yet that it has the story I'm looking for. Yeah, I can see it answers. being almost like a side story. Mm-hmm. And also just I could see it being that and it being um, like a beautiful scenery and, you know, just a different location. And then second one, now we're diving back into the story and uh, going that route and, and then kind of figuring it all out or whatever they decide to tell us at the end. I'm more excited for the first. But they both seem great. I'm, I'm, I, I guess I had no expectations for DLC and what they showed. I was like, sign me up. Yep. Let's drive. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Give me some more uh, Oogie Boogie. What's that dude's name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okie Doggy. Dang, these names Okey are good. Doggy. Monkey Dory. <laughs> Dang, these names are good. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, that's our episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you made it to the end, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or any other podcast app, uh, if you can rate us, that's very helpful. If you made it to the end, just thank you, though. Uh, we'll be back next week, normally on Monday. Uh, thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Still making our way through the Pokemon Presence news. Super effective.
This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers of the episode, starting with Stephen, Kay, William, Tony, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Matthew, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Jessica, Gray, Courtney, Chris, Brian, Anthony, and our executive producers of Spencer and Brady. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. That is patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. And you can sign up to get a bunch of rewards, including having your name read at the end of the episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.